Good morning, everyone. I am here today with Krista Cardwell to talk about a really important topic, staging, um, which is something that's becoming more and more, I think, important now, um, just with the where, the, where we are in the market. Um, Krista and I go way back. We have been good friends since ten, over 10 years ago when I used to sit at the front desk in the South End. Um, but I'd love for you to introduce yourself. My name is Krista Cardwell. I'm an agent at Gibson in the South End and now a sales agent and stager with my uh, partner, Josh Trin. We have a company called Pretty City and uh, we've been doing both, um, staging our units uh, to prepare them for sale. I love that, yeah. yeah. I love both you and Josh. Maybe we'll have him on sometime. Oh, you should, real yes. Real Estate After yes. Dark, I think. He's is what we would. very funny. <laughs> yeah, Real Estate After Dark would be good. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, I'm really excited to jump in today, so let's do that. Okay. We hate to be cliche and be like, oh, the market's shifting, but at the same time, that's what we were kind of, that's what started this conversation yep. between us. I've always loved your design, like first and foremost. I mean, I've been in your house, I've seen your, um, like just your desk, your office. There's like a nice, vibe to it that I think is actually like really interesting compared to other ways of staging. I always kind of liken it to makeup in my mind. Like <laughs> if you have so much makeup on that people are just looking like, wow, you're even if it looks good, it's like it's like your makeup looks good, not like your face looks yeah, good. Yeah. You don't want someone to come in your house and be like, your staging looks good. You want them to feel like somebody live just feel at home when you get there, which yes. I feel like really is your style, which we can get into. But without being cliche and talking about that shifting market, I think that that really is why this topic came up between us because everything, all the tools in the toolbox like haven't been sharpened because the market was moving so fast. And yes. this is just something to really start to think about. And we hope that this is something that might be helpful for people to send to their clients at the end when you can kind of just give everyone an idea of like, is it worth it? You know, does do people always see the return yeah. um, on staging? So without getting too into it, um, can you talk us through just like, what's the goal um, of home staging and styling? Well, I think that there, the goal can change property to property and situation to situation. Some, some places, people have their own fantastic style. They've worked with their specific space through the years. Things fit properly, the colors are right. But everybody accumulates their stuff and their things that is their very personal items. And some of it's just not highly functional. It's more decorative, it's taking up space. So you want to place to photograph well first. That's gonna get people in the door. And then once they're in the door, you want them to be able to move around. Imagine themselves in the space, but not be, you know, in, in the city, it's about size, it's about the square footage. So you want to maximize the room and um, make sure that people can be comfortable. So with each property, it can change. Sometimes we'll come into places where they're very well designed, but they just need to be depersonalized and decluttered and just sort of, you know, adjusted a little bit. Mm -hmm. Then there's a the places that just have too much stuff and you just need to, you know, find a storage unit, clear out a bunch of pieces, accessorize a little, um, adjust some placement and, and maybe hang some different art. And then there's the empty unit that just needs every single inch of it covered. So with each of those scenarios, the, the process and the, the goal is the same at the end, the approach is different. And when you're dealing with somebody's things and depersonalization, you don't want to insult anybody. Right. Um, so you have to, it's a delicate dance to have that conversation and to explain why, why you need to do what you need to do. And as long as you say that carefully, you can 
keep the insults to the minimum. Um, some people take it personally no matter what. The empty unit is the most fun to do. You know, you can really take a look at a space and maximize every corner of it and think, who's this buyer? Who will the buyer probably be? Based on size of the unit, price of the unit, location of the unit, you know, design accordingly. And, um, and, and it usually, you know, it works. That's the person it attracts. Right, that's what I was just gonna ask you. You kind of went through what buyers are looking for in the presentation of the home when you're doing this. I think you are doing primarily urban, which mm -hmm. I think would probably be more challenging. And that's kind of, so you sort of alluded to, what you need to do is give them the imagination that they really don't have, right? right. Think about, right. but do you shift based on prospective buyers? Like when you're staging a specific unit, if you think there's a specific type of buyer, are you shifting with that? Yes, you can sort of, get an idea of who your buyer probably will be based on a couple of things. The full service high-end buildings are probably not attracting first-time home buyers. You know, you're looking at the, in Boston and in the South End specifically where we work, um, you've got 700 square foot floor throughs, two bedrooms, but they're really one and a half. And that is going to attract a, a younger, maybe single, maybe a couple, maybe they have a, a small dog, you know, um, and, and you want to set it up. So for that, either a single individual or a couple with a home office, with a chill, you know, place to watch TV, a nice little kitchen to have your friends over, like just sort of support that lifestyle with art that's a little more, you know, cool um, and less, you know, uh, sophist not sophisticated, but just sort of, I, want, I don't want to say old, but you know what I mean? Like a little more, less fancy, a little more hip. Mm -hmm. um, and you just sort of, you cover all that ground to attract a younger person right from the photographs. You know, they almost look at it like, wow, that's exactly, that's the lifestyle I want. And so I'm going to purchase that. And maybe I will be, right. you know, I will live that life that, you know, looks so cool in the photos. And when you get in there, um, and again, with the, you know, with a different unit in a different building with a doorman and, and an elevator and a, and more full service, you have to go with a more traditional conservative look that's going to attract maybe empty nesters or, you know, people that are downsizing or people that, um, maybe it's a pied a terre and they're not, they're not, you know, they're not having their friends over. They just need a place to come and 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 live their urban life when they're here uh, comfortably and like yeah <laughs> but if they're but if they're used to a you know 3 or 4000 square foot home in the suburbs and now they're moving into a 1000 square feet you have to show them that they can do that mm -hmm. they can have a dining table and still have their kids home for thanksgiving you got to show them how to work that space. Right. Looking at an empty space, it, it's it's very hard for people to imagine all that stuff. It looks um, bigger. It, it, it can look too. it can look smaller. I know, um, so that's what I meant. Yeah, like with furniture, um, it looks bigger. I think people are usually shocked when the yeah. unit's empty. Yeah, and and the number of square footage, like six hundred square feet in in one particular building on a on a certain floor with a certain height of a ceiling and a size of a window can look, you know, much bigger than 600 square feet garden level with mm -hmm. just two windows out the back. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of things come into play and people, not everybody can walk in and say, oh, my little sectional definitely fit in that corner. Right. Um, so you got to show them that it can. Yeah, you have to make them like 
picture themselves there. It's funny. Yeah. I thought of you last week. I walked through one of our um, agents in the suburbs was doing a broker open. I could tell it was staged. It was in the suburbs. It was a big, like 100% a family home. If you're going to generalize and assume who's probably going to mm-hmm. move into it. Um, just a lot of bedrooms and things for people without kids. And there was so much staging around like storage space. It looked really good, but you could tell that the person was thinking like, let me show people how to put away all of the cleats, toys, like, and still make it look nice in here because that's going to be what I have kids. Like I'm going to think of when I walk in a house, like if something's beautiful, but I'm just picturing like my life exploding into Mm -hmm. that. So it is, it's just, it's basically, there's a functionality to it too. I have to be able to picture like, how's my life going to look in here? Because you do a beautiful job, but if I walked into that 600 square foot, you know, beautiful artwork and all that, I would know that this is not going to look like right. this the second I get here, right. which you know from yeah. experience. I have people ask me all the time, oh, should I clear out the closets? And and to a point, yes, if your life has exploded in your closet, yes, clean it out. But don't clear it out. Don't take everything out. Show people that you can fit a ton of stuff in that closet, especially right. in small city dwellings yes. where that is so precious. The other thing I love that you do is the patios. I feel like a lot of people leave out the outdoor space and it's like so critical. Yeah. And you take a lot of time to stage the outdoor yeah. space. Yeah. That's everything in yeah. the city. Yeah. And I know that everybody, you know, rediscovered their outdoor spaces during COVID. I was always an outdoor space person. I spend the majority of my time at home on my patio playing backgammon, literally spring no, even in the winter. I even do it in the winter, but spring, summer, and fall. So I think it's very important. And it is an extension of the living area. When you have 700 square feet, to have an extra 150 is a dream come true. My college apartment in the North End, I always drive by with five of us in there. And I see the fire escape. The fire escape was just literally fire escape, but it was one of those like with the stairs. Yeah. And it was like our deck. Yeah. We would just climb out the window and hang out there, like you said, all seasons. Yeah. I mean, that's not going to be something you stage, but truly it's part of the living space. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and I love that you do that. Yeah. So this is kind of a goofy question, but I feel like you can always answer things interestingly because that's what you do. Do you have any specific success stories from staging? To be honest, um, everything that, uh, so Josh is my partner in Pretty City, and we think that all of our stories are right. success ones, success stories, but some more more dramatic than others you know some offers you know much higher than others and faster than others i mean that's the the ultimate goal is you know to maximize the price and minimize the time on the market that's that's always the goal and you know yes you might need a a a couple of weeks or a month before listing to to make sure you can do all that a lot of units you you need to start with you know a massive cleaning you need windows professionally washed you need paint you need to sometimes change out you know everything from countertops and and hardware and faucets and um, even door knobs and door hinges like a lot of that stuff it goes unnoticed for many years until the place is empty and you're really thinking about presenting it to other people and then all of a sudden like the old door hinges that have been painted over over years and have you know that just looks horrible so you need all this prep work and then you do go in and you stage it the idea is to do it fast so whatever time you need to get there i'm sure most sellers are like let's go i want to get it on the market then when you get it on you want it to you want everybody to come in and and you want your magic buyer to be in there day one and to move through the transaction process. Some of our stories have been, you know, 
quicker than others, um, and units that had more dramatic befores versus their afters. I mean, I think that that's where the, the real success is measured, like the, whoa, it doesn't even look like the same place. It's right. unbelievable. And then you and I were talking last week about a sort of reverse success story where we had a unit um, come on a couple weeks ago that hadn't been touched in 20 years. The buyer bought it 20 years ago. He lived in it for 20 years. He had his own situation. He was a musician. He had this, this brown carpet on the beautiful wood floors to act as a sound barrier. The kitchen tile was like hilarious. It, like you couldn't even call it retro anymore. It was just so ugly, it was funny. And I thought, well, we if we come in here and stage this and we try to hide this stuff, it's gonna look like we're just trying to hide this stuff. And so instead we decided to not stage it and leave it as this blank canvas and market it as a blank canvas and even write about it as a blank canvas in our description. We That was the first line that that's what this is. And we had so many people through the open house and by the end of the second open house on Sunday, we had seven offers over asking. I love that story. Yeah, so, Sometimes the best staging, you know, story or success is not staging. Knowing when to and when to. Yeah, it's not, you know, I mean, that was a unique situation, but, you know, have the conversation with whoever you're working with and make sure that the plan is the right plan. I think that that's that's really what it is. You can't just go in there and throw a bunch of gray stuff from home goods and call it staging. That needs to stop. <laughs> no one wants to look at it anymore. And it doesn't serve the purpose. It doesn't work. You know, it, it looks like staging. And I think that the biggest compliment that Josh and I have ever gotten is, is when people come through, especially agents, and say, is this staged? And right. that's the best thing we could ever hear. We don't right. want it to look like staging. We no. want it to look like someone actually lives there. Because that immediately makes people more attractive. Yeah, I mean, it gives them that emotional connection you want them to have. You want them to have that with with your buyer. If you want them emotionally connected right from the get go, that's going to assure that they make it all the way to the closing table, Mm -hmm. that there's no second thoughts. And they literally fall in love with the property right when they walk in the door. You're in good shape. But I think staging helps that. So you kind of led into this question, but walk me through staging, regular staging versus virtual staging? Because I know that that's become popular in the last few years. And I think I know what your answer is going to be. Yeah, I mean, I have thoughts on it. I understand it. I appreciate the technology. I think it's cool. I think that buyers can be disappointed when they see it virtually. not, Not all buyers can recognize when something's virtually staged. We can because now we've seen it a lot. You can tell. It's just something the way the way it floats and the way it almost looks. You can see that it almost looks drawn, you know. But buyers can't tell that. And then they walk in and they're almost confused. You can see it on there. When, right. when I take my buyers into a property that has been virtually staged and that's the way they've seen it, they're disappointed that it isn't, that they're not gonna have that sort of 3D experience when, when they're in it. So it's almost I, like you're setting the bar higher before you walk yeah, in. Because I yeah. do think that people, when they buy a staged property, especially staged well, like something that you've staged and it feels like home, I do think, and, and it's okay because it comes around, but it's like it's shocking when you walk in the day that you're closing to the empty unit. Mm-hmm. So picture that feeling your first viewing yeah. of the property. Yeah. I mean, virtual staging is a decent option. Obviously, it's more economic. Yep. If somebody had to do it, say there was a time constraint or a money constraint, I don't think it's a horrible option. Right. I'm not, like I said, I do appreciate, like you said, I appreciate the technology piece of it. Yeah. But I've recently seen a lot of people are virtually staging. It's almost like staging is this like knee-jerk reaction when something's not moving. Mm-hmm. 
And virtual staging definitely has turned. So sometimes people put put it on, it's not staged, and then like randomly a couple weeks in, they get like anxious or the seller gets anxious and they then they virtually stage a few rooms and throw those pictures in too. So you're like, what am I looking at? Yeah. I see one living room, then another living room. Those yeah. two living rooms, yeah. Yeah. that I think we should definitely yeah, not do. Um, it's got to be one or the other. It's yeah. either completely virtually staged and it's noted that it's virtually staged. Yeah. We can't have three living rooms no. all with different furniture. Yeah, them. no, it is. It's very confusing because, you know, people, unfortunately, and especially when people are on a, on a real estate search and they're really sort of frantically looking at everything they can see online, um, they're not reading the the small print that says rooms are virtually staged right. or photographs are of both virtual and empty. Um, so so you have to you have to really keep the audience in mind yeah. and who's really what they're taking in and, and what the result is going to be because mm-hmm. the the point is with those photographs is to get people in the door right everybody in the door every potential buyer in the door and the photographs like are being on a dating app with your high school picture as you are yeah. <laughs> listen when we start when we talked about doing this i want i want you to do one of these podcasts all about real estate and dating and all of the similarities because they are there's so many many. and this is another one of them right one too much makeup yeah one thing on the virtual staging where i thought it was done really well it was an agent in our back bay office had a listing in um the back bay on fairfield street was a couple years ago and one of the bedrooms had a really ugly very large ceiling fan and she had the you know the guys at remark or you know whoever did it they took out the ceiling fan and i thought that was brilliant she didn't have an electrician in or anybody or handyman in to take it out it was still there when you came in but it was one of those things that was like the only thing you saw and it could be a turnoff to people um i've had buyers be like oh the you know from the paint color to things like light fixtures and they don't realize that you can change that very easily that's a good point yeah that's a and good way so to use it. i feel like there's some edits small edits that can work um to show people what the potential is uh, without going overboard and really you know showing them something that they're just not going to see I when they that. walk in yeah. yeah yeah just like this is an easy because i'm someone that admittedly doesn't have that. that's why i'm yeah. in awe of like the vision that you have because i don't i need someone else to like show me yeah. what this space could be um so that's why i think this is so powerful and i think it's actually like one of the best tools you can have mm-hmm. so we gotta hopefully convince everyone that they should be doing this can you walk me through just relatively what's the cost on all of this and like and maybe we can compare that to the return because i do believe that you see it yeah um and again all those those sort of different uh, levels of staging have different costs associated you know from the from the decluttering uh to the having to pull some stuff and rent a storage space and maybe pull more stuff in and then from the empty unit from the ground up all of those things have different prices but national association of realtors puts an average of one percent of your sale price or your list price just just sort of factor that in as your cost so there can be you know depending on who you work with you know there are there are companies that do the organization for you and will come in and organize your closets and organize your you know everything your countertops and do the decluttering and the depersonalization for you or you can spend a weekend doing it yourself you know so you can save a cost there sure. um as far as the staging companies come if they're going to spend their time and and use their creative skills to use what you have 
they're going to probably charge you an hourly rate to do that. Um, if you have to pull things out, a storage unit costs something, depending on how big it is. Movers, moving that stuff from you know from the unit to the store uh, to the storage unit, and maybe back or wherever mm -hmm. else you're going. And then in the case of from the ground up, obviously you're going to pay your stagers. You know they're going to do it's more time, so more money per hour, and then rental furniture and rental product to fill all fill in the blanks. So so it does vary, um, but National Association of Realtors says 1%. And I think that's a safe equation because we've never done it for, we've never had to go over that for anything we've 1%. done. That's yeah, a great yeah. number. I didn't know that beforehand. Yeah. I yep. like that. And in our market in the city, it, that's sort of, that's relative to the size of your unit, you know? Right. Um, your and price. What do you think? Do you have? I'm putting you on the spot, but like relative on that, if you compare the percentage, like what do you think you're getting over? It it depends on you know if if a unit is in a is in a you know like a really you know tough location or something, you're, you're going to have challenges that not even staging can fix. But um, if your property's priced well and the market and the timing is right, it's not January second when you put it on the market and. Um, you know, you, you're so you're priced well. Your timing's good, um, and you do everything you need to do for marketing. You know, proper photographs and getting getting it online at the right time. Um, you know, I I do think that you can see in the markets that we've just been in right now. I think you see you know anywhere from five percent to fifteen to twenty percent. Yeah, yeah. I think it makes a world of a difference, mm -hmm. truly. Yeah, so I feel like we've covered a lot. Um, I do agree with you that I think that the return, I personally had you stage my unit. We had, a, I think at the time, like a four-month-old, mm -hmm. a geriatric bulldog. Mm -hmm. It was like not, <laughs> it wasn't anything that we could do to make it a better living situation. We took everything out. Um, and we had one of those, like they'd call it two beds, but probably one plus mm -hmm. garden level. Good great starter, patio. great patio, um, and that's why I knew you staged a patio yep. so well. But I think that that's really why I I feel so passionately about. And I've done like seven real estate transactions in my lifetime personally, and I know for a fact, and two of them were investment units, and both of those would have gone quickly if they staged it. You actually staged one of them mm -hmm. after the fact, yeah. When we sold it, and I look at a small space, and I'm like, that's why I got lucky on my first one and got it because nobody could have, no one could use their imagination. It looked too small, and I just knew from being in the industry that it was a like it would have been, it was a good investment. Right. But I think when it comes to small spaces and especially urban, like anything really in the city, yeah. that it, so I'd love if you could talk me through like some of that too, just like doing mine. I think that should speak for itself. I felt like we should definitely touch on that. Yeah. Well, I remember when I first came um, to your uh, Union Park place, and Lindsay was—I mean, he might have been less than. I four saw months the picture of you holding him. Yeah, yeah. He was like three months old. Yeah, and and like anything, even if you were in a four thousand square foot house, you were going to have stuff everywhere. I mean, there was no time yes. to put things away right so um or place to put them yeah and i and i think yeah and then you had that challenge of having no place and so at the time you said you know what should we leave what should we take and i just said let's get it all out of here right i think we left the island stools <laughs> that was yes. about all that you yeah needed. yeah and i swapped those out i actually used <laughs> your stools you had at another place that oh, i was staging funny. and and used some other ones for the um for the actual uh presentation of yours but um yeah, we started we started from scratch. We knew that the same person that was buying that unit was going to be you and Mike 
four years ago. You right. know, like we knew that that was going to be and the same. And it was. And I actually felt bad because it looked so good. I was like, oh my God, what are they going to say when they walk in like for the final walkthrough? The walk final through? walkthrough can be very nerve wracking for that very reason. Yeah. yeah. But like, again, mm. I think it's good to see what it could be. Yeah. Like they got to see like, oh, like all these oh, yeah. ideas that yeah. a designer had. Yeah. So you just kind of go with that, yeah. I think. Um, but I truly like I just I think that was a good a good example because it's like I really believe in having bought places and feeling like I think I did well on that because it wasn't staged. Yeah. You don't want someone to feel like that when you're on the sell side. No. <laughs> um, and so I think that that it's just a good example of we you should never not be staging. It should just be automatic. Yeah. And you should be staging right. Yeah. I mean it's 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 it is like anything. I mean you just and right right out of the gate was the, the first impression is the most important. You have got to present it in those photos as best you can because I don't know what the stats are on that, but I would say that it's in the 90 percentile that that's where people are seeing the property first, mm -hmm. you know, um, online in photos that they can zoom in on. Um, they're really seeing it and they're making the decision if they're going to put it on their list right. um, to come to the open house or schedule a showing. And that's your make or break moment. And right. so those photos are really important. And I think that certain colors photograph better placement that certain placements photograph better. You know, if, depending on where you put your little apartment size sectional, it can either make the room look bigger or smaller. You know, I mean, I think all those things come into play. I, mean, and I love that you do both because it's almost like when there's two sides of it, the other one can point to the other one, right? Like not to say they always would and everybody works can work well as a team, but your you staging is directly then impacting you selling yeah. the place. I always think about like, when there's two parties involved, this is a weird example, but like my whole life I had like a, like a knee issue, basically I had rheumatoid arthritis. So I had like a rheumatologist and then I had a surgeon. Mm -hmm. And it always felt like, even when I was a kid, I always felt like they were each pointing to the other one. Well, if he changed the medicine or if he did surgery, it's like, oh my God, I wish one of you just did both. Yeah. So we could, and that's how I feel like if you have a separate stager yeah. and then you have a separate agent, the stager can be like, well, it looks beautiful. It must be something that they did, yeah. but you're doing both. Yeah. Um, which I think is really effective. Yeah. Um, and you've obviously, then you have the experience on the sales side to know like what you just said, like the littlest things, oh, we should put that color, we should do this. Yeah. This didn't work. Like you're yeah. seeing the experiencing the open houses and what people are saying, oh, which yeah. Yeah. makes a huge difference. Yeah, I will um, toot my own horn and play off of that point. One more time, I'll toot my own horn. Um, one client that Josh and I staged for a couple years ago in the South End um, on Chandler Street, when the when the sellers saw their photographs, they literally said the uh, the place had ne had never looked as good the whole time. They had lived there for like eight or nine years. They never they couldn't believe it was the same place. And then they hired us to do the interior design for their new place that they bought after wow. they sold that. So that place, I walked through right when we oh, were yeah, having you stage ours. Yeah. And we were on that fence of like wanting to stay in the city for other reasons we didn't, but you had staged it, they had children. Mm -hmm. And again, functionality, that hit me because if I had walked into that and you had had a home office in there, and that's just speaking, it's the staging yeah, speaking to the buyer. There. Right, yeah. there was bunk beds, yeah. there was little desks. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, kids in the city. Yeah. And that was in my mind at the time because that's what I needed for my family. So yeah. it is a good point. Like you're staging for who's looking at Absolutely. the property. Yeah, uh, the person who bought that didn't have children. Maybe they will in that unit. When, when my clients bought that, uh, not now it's been like 10 years ago, um, she was expecting and she was expecting twins. 
and they wanted that lower level because of she knew she was having twins and they stayed there they raised th those kids yeah they were eight or nine when they when they left there and they they uh they had those cool bunks with the little desks yeah. underneath they were kind of like college lofty things yeah. but for little kids yeah feels like you can't overdo on the that piece like someone not having kids it's not gonna be a turn off to see the no. kids bedroom because you're like oh i could make that into whatever i want totally but if you have something that you don't see space for yeah like a kid yeah yeah <laughs> you're like, like yeah oh, i don't think that that's gonna yeah. work for me yeah so. no that was an interesting one and that was another situation where we used a lot of their stuff we just brought our, you know, brought our own piece. We moved a, they had a bookcase in their bedroom that we brought out into the dining room and made it like a china cabinet and bar. And we changed their artwork and added throw pillows and rugs. And, you know, like it, we just, that was like the middle one, the middle level that we talked about. That yeah. was what we did there and it worked well. Cool. Yeah. I love it. I don't think I have any other questions for you. Do you have anything you want to leave us with? No, I mean, I think all of the points we just made, I think it's a smart idea when it's right to do it, it's worth it. The seller will benefit. Absolutely. Um, if you don't do it when you need to, the buyer will probably benefit. Right. And then like that example I used from a couple of weeks ago, the unit that was, you know, just really just needed a complete overhaul. No one, it was nowhere near move-in ready. Then let's not pretend it is, you know, let's just leave it as is as a blank canvas and celebrate that and market it that. So, so there, I guess the, the, we can leave with, there are times as few as they may be that it's not a good idea, but for the most part, it's, it's going to be the right thing to do and you should allow yourself enough time to do it. And it's getting more and more important mm -hmm. again. Um, yeah. So it's a good time to be talking yeah, about it. That's what I think. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks everyone. Um, we're again here with Krista Cardwell. And if you want to reach Krista, you can feel free to reach out to me, Nicole at Gibsonser.com, and I will put you directly in touch. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you.